welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. And I am Michael. And we had a direct this past week. <laughs> yeah, finally. Yeah, it's about time. It was about 40 minutes long. It was on the 9th. And they gave us a, a pretty good number of games, some we've heard of already. There's some things that we are excited about, and I think we can kind of just say off the bat, there's a lot we're not excited about. <laughs> Well, I think it's a mixed bag. I think it depends on what you were hoping for. I know a lot of people were really excited for this Direct when when it came out. The last official Nintendo Direct, uh, not talking like Animal Crossing or Mm -hmm. anything like that, was uh, back in September. So September, I don't even know, 23rd, I think. Mm. A few months ago. (laughs) Yeah, it's been so it's been it's been a long time. And with that considered i think at least for me personally this was underwhelming after all that time uh this one kind of fell a little flat for me and i think it was a lot of stuff we expected to see like in the last big direct they did you know show a lot of splatoon 3 stuff so we also saw that here that's i feel like it's a lot of stuff we've already seen and or heard about Mm -hmm. i knew what to knew what, what was coming so but I'll just I'll start off going down the list here. So the first thing they showed off was Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. This is coming on June 24th, and it's a different story, but set in the same universe as Three Houses. I was I was I mean, I'm currently playing Three Houses, mm-hmm. and I think that's I'm I'm really enjoying that. I'm having a lot of fun with Three Houses. Uh, I would love because I'm sort of in the Fire Emblem thing now, and I'm kind of getting it, and I'm. Because Three Houses was my fa- my first real Fire Emblem mm-hmm. that I was kind of hoping for maybe a Fire Emblem announcement, but this wasn't it. I Not don't Warriors. really care for Warriors games. I didn't really get into Zelda when that one was recently released, Hyrule Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this is – the Warriors games are all the same. You just put a different skin on them to kind of entice a certain – group and i don't know that's just not what i want i think there's a lot of people that love these and that's cool but i i wanted another fire emblem game and i'm sure there's one in the works i know that this isn't just sort of the end all be all but it's it was the beginning of sort of the uh disappointment i guess when i saw i was like oh oh, okay yeah this seems to kind of be the beginnings of a trend that I'm seeing. So they have, you know, a big major game. And then while the second game is being developed, they throw out a Warriors game to hopefully appease people. And that's kind of what this feels like. (laughs) Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Which, I mean, from a business standpoint, I guess it makes sense because if it is just slapping on a different skin and changing a few things around, and if you can get it out there really quickly... It makes sense, but at the yeah. same time, it's like, yeah, but why don't you just put more resources into finishing the second game that the pe- that people really, really want? <laughs> yeah. But, well, yeah. Like I said, I'm sure it's going on. It's probably different teams and everything. Uh-huh. So Yeah. Uh, and then the next game that they showed was Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp coming April 8th. They gave us just a couple little bits of information. They said each commanding officer now has voice acting. Uh, Advance Wars 2 Black Hole Rising, that campaign, will bring in more officers and more terrain options. And there's additional modes outside of the campaign, including War Room, where you can kind of battle to get the highest score, the Design Room, where you can design areas for battles, and then uh, local and online multiplayer. I didn't mark this as something I'm super interested in. I, I am interested in playing this. 
The downside for this one is when I saw that it was coming out, it's a full priced game. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of a turn off to me because I know that this is, uh, you know, just it's already been out. It's, it's yeah. something that already existed. So I, I don't know. When I see things like that, I, I understand they went in and they redid it, but sometimes it's tough to to bite the bullet and do $60, even if it is one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a lot of Wargroove and I really, really enjoyed Wargroove. I actually think I prefer the style of Wargroove over this one. This one's a little cartoony looking and yeah. not quite... Um, the aesthetic I typically like, but I know that people are really excited for this game and I like these types of games. So I still may try it, but I don't know if I care enough to try this for 60, but I, I don't know. I, I was super excited for this, but more at a, like a $40 price point than a $60 price point. Yeah, especially, I don't know, for the style it is, it just seems not top tier pricing yeah i mean it's it's definitely pulling a lot of influence from you know what it originally was and uh i don't know wargroove is out there wargroove is amazing so i i kind of would if i want to play something i may just go back to that than this i'm not really sure but i know yeah you know wargroove was the the inspiration or advanced wars was the inspiration for wargroove i should say yeah. so they are very very similar but uh, and I want to go back and play sort of the the source, but I don't know. This just doesn't do it for me. You know what it is? It feels like a mobile game. That's kind of what I was trying to get at. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. From the look and feel of it, which I'm like, I mean, there's a lot of games that are worth the money that kind of look like mobile games, but I don't I don't know. I'm not personally into um, The next game I am into, and I'm really happy is coming to the Switch, but also kind of skeptical is No Man's Sky is coming to the Switch this summer. Yeah, this is crazy to me. It's a little wild. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, I have No Man's Sky on Xbox. I have No Man's Sky on PC. And I really enjoy this game quite a bit. So if it's coming to Switch and it performs well, I may get it for the third time. I don't even know because it. the, the nice thing about No Man's Sky is my account crosses over across all platforms and Mm, that was you know cross-platform save cross-platform uh you know where you're playing on pc i can be playing on xbox or i can be playing now apparently on switch now assuming that's the case for this i don't know i think if it's it's able if it's able to be played and it is cross-platform save and play with others then that's huge and i think that's a lot of fun i mean obviously you will need internet to be able to play this because you are playing with other people i mean there's mm-hmm. a, that's the whole joy of it or the the excitement of it is knowing that there's other people flying around and you could potentially bump into them and they could potentially help or hurt you and i mean that's part of the fun of it so i don't they don't say anything about it being a cloud game i reread the the nintendo mm-hmm. eShop page i yeah. I, I don't know. It's uh I don't know. I I will be extremely impressed if they are able to make this and optimize this to natively run on the Switch and have it be actually functional and fun without it just running like junk. I will be amazed. So, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that that is the case because I think this would be a huge hit on the Switch. Yeah, and during our initial conversations, we were wondering we're like 
how are how are they going to do this? Like how? <laughs> yeah, no, but it's it's amazing. You said, you said that um, they've been working on this port for three years, like trying to uh, figure out ways to get it to work. Yeah, I read an article yeah. with Hello Games, the developer and publisher, and they said that they have been working on it for a few years, and there would be times that they would go home and say it just can't be done, it's impossible, and then somebody would come <laughs> in to the to the you know studio the next day and say. Well, what if we what if we tried this and that would work and then they would you know work on it and mm-hmm. then something else would come up and oh this is impossible. So apparently they managed to do it and I would imagine if you took that long and ran into that much trouble it is native. So I I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I will say that I'm definitely expecting there to be a lot of hiccups. <laughs> yeah. And I, mean, I would even, actually I wouldn't be surprised if it even gets pushed a little further, if it ends up getting pushed out even more. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if it's delayed. Uh then again, they have been working on it for a long time, so who knows? But True. I would not be surprised if there's hiccups and bumps in the road when people are playing it because mm-hmm. you run into weird little issues from time to time, even on the more powerful. Uh, hardware. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. It'll be it'll be very interesting to see what happens. And for people who don't really know much about this game, just to give you an idea, it's a procedurally generated universe, essentially, and it's never ending. Yeah. So like it's it, an actual universe. It's an actual like universe. It's almost like basically the first version of the metaverse, probably. <laughs> it's very cool it's, to be jumping yeah. in a spaceship and to be flying around and be potentially most likely actually the very first person to discover a planet mm-hmm. and then you can go down you onto that planet you can stuff. name things yeah. you can uh discover stuff and then if some other people who are playing jump onto your planet they can see what it was named and see what things were discovered and who discovered it mm-hmm. uh you gather resources you can become a trader you can hunt pirates there's there's just so much to do when it first came out i think it was a little bit rough and yeah. People, there was huge promises, but they didn't deliver. Mm-hmm. And over all of the updates, and and that's another thing too. I would assume this is going to come out with all of the DLC that's been uh, released up to this point. I would imagine anyway. Yeah, they didn't but, give a price or anything yet that no, I saw. So, uh, yeah. but up to this point, as as of right now, the game is is very very good people are really really enjoying it on the platforms that they can play it on and yeah they made huge progress with this game well moving on to the next game is mario strikers battle league this is coming out on june 10th it's a five versus five soccer type game with all of the mario craziness and shenanigans that you'd expect there is a 4v4 online and you can also play four versus four people on one switch so like couch co-op too um you can also customize character stats there's online leaderboards you can join clubs and you can actually pre-order it right now if you're really excited about it <laughs> i thought the club i like the idea of creating the clubs now i haven't yeah. played any of the other uh, strikers games mm-hmm. so i would be interested in in i don't know maybe checking this out i don't know if i want to play this because or maybe I don't want to play it at first. It depends on how it turns out when it launches mm-hmm. because a lot of people had that same issue with Mario Golf. I was a huge Mario Golf fan. The new one comes out and it was like, you know, a third done. And then you get all these updates and DLCs and then the the game is complete. Whereas maybe I'll just keep an eye on this, see how the reviews are, 
and then pick it up once a few DLCs come out and flesh out the game. Now, I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe this will launch and it'll be complete and it'll feel like, yeah, this is getting everything and could be a lot of fun. I like the online aspect of this. And this goes for a few of the games that we're going to discuss. The problem with a lot of them are bank heavy on the fact that you're playing with others. And I just don't find that I do that anymore. I don't really Who play a lot of... I just don't play a lot of games where, you know, you're getting together and you're playing games or you can cut, you know, everybody can carve out enough time to jump online and play games together. Now, those that do, that's fantastic. And I can Mm -hmm. see where this would be a lot of fun. But for me, it's just it just doesn't happen that often. And Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. I don't know if that appeals to me anymore. These multiplayer games. Yeah. And and jumping back to one of the points you made, like if it comes out with DLC, I would be very surprised if it didn't have any DLC or didn't have any updates. Like I feel like that's getting rarer and rarer. Yeah. Uh, Especially for Nintendo. I feel like every large game, like I'm sure Splatoon is even going to have stuff. It's just getting rarer and rarer for games to just come out and be finished and complete. And (laughs) yeah, it's like unheard of now. (laughs) Well, we'll see. I mean, this this gets a lot of attention. A lot of people got excited for Strikers. They say Mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun, which I could imagine it being just sort of a crazy, you know, smash type or golf type. What's that game with the cars and you play soccer with the cars? Uh, Rocket League, yeah, Rocket it does. League. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like Rocket League, but with Mario characters. Yeah, just kind of craziness and <laughs> yeah, over the top, yeah. and, and Rocket League's a blast. So I could imagine mm-hmm. this being a ton fun of fun party too. Game. The fact that you can jump on and just play with randoms, I think maybe is what will be more appealing for me, just because then I don't have to worry about, hey, can we get some time to play together? Mm-hmm. Just jump in there, and it does say you can play up with twenty people, so that's kind of cool. So yeah, I don't know. I would maybe check this out. I'm really curious to to hear more details on it but it's not one where it's like yes i'm in 100 give me pre-order for that uh i just i don't know i'll 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 see when it gets here and i think that's the theme for this entire direct is at least for me is it for me as well except for maybe one game but all of for all of these games it's like you know it's maybe interesting i'm not going to jump in day of and pre-order and and you know jump on the bandwagon blindly i'm going to wait a while for a handful of these games be like yeah you know if i feel like i need it two months after it's released then maybe i'll get it but nothing is like day one let's play now (laughs) yeah uh the next thing that they showed was splatoon 3 it's coming out this summer uh they just showed some more enemies and gameplay from the salmon run co-op mode which it looked fun not necessarily something I would jump in and play, but you know, if you like Splatoon. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do a lot of the the salmon run stuff when I played Splatoon two. Mm-hmm. I actually just enjoyed the online multiplayer a lot more. I didn't really care so much for the co-op stuff. Splatoon three looks like more Splatoon two. So if you're a big fan of Splatoon, then you're gonna have a blast when this comes out, I would imagine. Uh Splatoon 2 was fine. I don't have a need for more Splatoon. So I don't know. Again, this is one of those games that was released or announced. And I was kind of like, all right, cool. Uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've seen so much about it by this point. So it's like, all right, we knew you were going to talk about this. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next game, I, I don't really know how to say the name of it because it's spelled like the way in the direct they say it is not how it's spelled. So it's spelled front mission first remake but they say front mission one remake um but anyway that's coming out this summer and then they did say that front mission two is coming in the future not a ton of experience with front mission first uh or one or however (laughs) but yeah congrats to those that are 
The next game is Disney Speedstorm coming this summer. It's actually a free-to-play game. It's cross-platform, cross-platform play, split-screen, and online multiplayer. Uh, it's Disney and Pixar Combat Racer, so like Mario Kart with Disney and Pixar characters. It, yeah. And for it being free, I mean, I'll probably check this one out just because it's free, and why not? I like racer games. They're fun. Yeah, I definitely will check this yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, I don't play a ton of Mario Kart anymore, but... I like the idea of these combat racers, and I love Disney, so I why not? More characters. Yeah. This would be cool. The next game was Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Coming April 20th, you play as Vader's secret apprentice. There's button or motion controls. You can duel locally as well, fight with your friends, and that is available for pre-order. And then next up is Assassin's Creed. We talked about this one actually last week, I think. The Assassin's Creed Enzio Collection coming February 17th this week. It's a the three-game saga focusing on Enzio and two bonus short films are included too. So That's cool. Yeah. I uh you know, teaser for games that are coming out this week that I checked, but I do have this checked. Mm-hmm. I love these earlier Assassin's Creed games especially this collection this is a blast so if it runs well on the switch i think it's a it's a buy for me mm-hmm. but it's not all it's not a instant buy it's not something i need to have right now but i would like to replay some of these and if you have not played any of these this is a great bundle to jump in on because the first game the first game was like a proof of concept it was exciting it was interesting and yeah. so like the second mission and then you're just you were over it it was the same thing over and over and over again but the proof of concept was there very stylized very very cool kills and once it got into this part from two on then it started to find its its like path it started to really figure out what it was going to be and these this collection in particular was a lot of fun yeah when we talked about it last time i think i mentioned how i didn't like I, I started to play the first game and then just got bored. Mm-hmm. But these ones I'll probably end up checking out. And I think it's $40 for three games. Like which full seems Assassin's like a good Creed, deal. Which is yeah, a pretty very awesome good deal. deal. Yeah. The next game they showed was SD Gundam Battle Alliance. That's coming out at some point this year. The next one is Chrono Cross, the Radical Dreamers edition. This is coming on April 7th. It's the remaster of the original. Your choices dictate one of or whatever of 40 characters join your party and they also dictate what the ending is going to be it also includes the text-based adventure radical dreamers which if you're you know i I feel like this is like a cult following like you played this game a long time ago and you're like oh man i get to replay this again um so if you are excited for it coming in april you can pre-order it now that's like a lot of these games i think yeah you know, for some of the ones we had already mentioned, where it's uh, what was it, um, Front Mission first and Chrono Cross, there's games that I think people have a very strong affection for, maybe because they've played or they, you know, they've grown up with. Whereas I've never played any of the Chrono Cross games. If you're, you know, like I said, JRPG fan, then this direct was definitely for you. You're going to get all the jrpgs you can handle this Mm -hmm. this direct uh but because it doesn't really have any feel to like i don't have any connection to this it was just sort of cool and then i kind of moved off of it again the next game a lot of people are excited about so kirby and the forgotten land this is coming march 25th it include they basically just showed off the mouthful mode where kirby can become whatever it eats or its powers will depend on whatever kirby inhales mm-hmm. so he can kind of just get stuck in doesn't actually eat yeah <laughs> like he can inhale a car 
And you put this joke in the notes, so I'll let you say it. It's Carby. It's not, it's people are calling him Carby instead of Kirby. I didn't. I didn't even think of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he like looks like the shape of a car, and you can be a car. Same yep. with like a vending machine, stuff like that. Cool for those that like Kirby. Yeah. I don't know. I hope there's a demo for this. Maybe this would be the Kirby that changes my mind. Yeah. I have been underwhelmed with all Kirby's in the past. So mm-hmm. it's just not a character I like. I don't like Kirby and Smash. I don't like Kirby games. I don't like Kirby, period. And uh, yeah, more Kirby. So there you have it. Mm-hmm. And if you are super excited like Michael is, you can pre-order it today. The next game and or games that was announced, we've actually already talked about this one, and Michael got kind of salty about it last week, is the Kingdom Hearts Masterpiece or Integrum Masterpiece Collection, whatever you want to call it. It's a weird name, just like all of the games that it includes. Uh, So it's the cloud versions of Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, and Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not the only one. I listen to NVC a lot. Yeah. And I know they all said how terrible these names are as well. So I know it's not just me that cannot stand the way Kingdom Hearts names their games. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Oh, and I'm totally on board with you, by the way. Just saying. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I've <laughs> but- also heard, though, you know, I, I again, I like RPGs. I like Disney. I like everything that Kingdom Hearts does as far as and what's going on in it. I like the ideas quite a bit. They said that the unfortunate thing is the cloud versions are not very good. Mm. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of reports on lag. They're just not. They're kind of playing janky, which is it's a bummer. I mean, you should be able to just get these native yeah. switch, but uh, the cloud versions are falling flat from what I hear. Well, if that gets you excited, it is available now if you want to pick it up. And yeah. um, if you do want to just play one game and if you don't want to commit to all three of them, you can buy them individually in the shop as well. You don't have to get them all as part of this collection. And there's a demo for the cloud version. So if you oh, are somebody nice. that's excited to try this and maybe concerned with your internet connection or how well it mm. plays on the Switch, there is a demo. You can try it out. You can get a feel for it and see if it's something that maybe for you, it doesn't play bad. Maybe it plays wonderful. What I am excited for and very happy, didn't see this coming really, um, Portal Companion Collection is coming at some point this year. It's going to include Portal 1 and 2. And because it's including Portal 2, it's also going to have local online or split screen multiplayer modes. It's funny that, uh, I mean, I feel like this could have been out years Years ago ago. by now. I don't know (laughs) what the heck the delay was. I don't know what took Uh, so long to get this on on the switch it makes yeah. perfect sense to have this on the switch we were talking to a few people in our discord that are playing this for the very first time on switch and i think mm. that's fantastic i did read that this is going to be this collection is going to be 20 bucks which is a huge deal that's that's, that's a great, amazing great value for two of what is arguably the, especially portal 2 mm-hmm. potentially one of the best games of all time yeah um very very good for the fact that it's 20 bucks i will probably pick it up again just because I want it on my Switch. I was not interested in playing these again just because I already own them on com- on the computer and I just was like, oh, I don't need to play it. I, gotta, I could just go on Steam and play it. But uh, the fact that if they are going to have it for 20 bucks and it's all in one little bundle, yeah, if it looks good and plays well, I am buying it again because these are masterpiece games. They're just so fun, so well done, and you'd be crazy not to. 
I I played one and then I started, I think I got maybe a quarter of the way through two. And then I had a friend who was playing it also. So I just watched them play it because we were all together anyway. And so I just, I haven't played all of the second game and I haven't done any of the multiplayer modes or anything. So I'm, I'm definitely going to be getting it because you know how much I love playing games like five times. <laughs> and I haven't done any of the multiplayer either. So that yeah. would be fun for us to both do multiplayer if nothing else. Cause that, yeah. that was, cause the story is what I really like too. about it. You know, mm-hmm. the actual story, especially of portal two and sort yeah. of what's going on there was what really got me. But uh, I would, I would enjoy the multiplayer. I think that'd be, mm-hmm. that'd be a blast. Yeah, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Next up is, is it Live a Live? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Next up is Live a Live coming out July 22nd. It's an unrele- It's been unreleased outside of Japan until now. Uh, it's seven different stories featuring different protagonists, time periods, and different gameplay styles. And you can pre-order it today. Yeah, this one, I have no, like, I have never heard of this. I don't know anything about it, but I have mm-hmm. heard people that are excited when this was announced and that got me interested in the game. I love the idea of the seven different stories and that each story has the, the its own, it's like a little game. So seven little games all wrapped up into this one game, and then they all kind of loop together and you know, make sense by the end. And I think that's really interesting. I like if nothing stuff. else. I just like the yeah. idea of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you are, again, JRPG fan, here you go. Here's another one. This was the direct for you. So because I have never heard of this, never had any uh, any interest in this, I didn't know anything of this. I, I am excited now that it exists and it's done in sort of that style of triangle strategy and Octopath Traveler mm-hmm. that we've been liking a lot. I love that they did that. So this is one of those weird announcements where it was kind of like, okay, hard to be excited because I just don't know anything about this. Yeah. Um, but I par- apparently if you did, you are very excited and mm-hmm. that excitement has made me interested. Yeah, it's again, one of those like cult following games, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, The next game that they announced, very cheesy, may I add, (laughs) is the Nintendo Switch Sports Mm -hmm. coming April 29th. This is basically the Switch version of Wii Sports. So it is going to include tennis, bowling, and I think it's Chambara. I think that's how you pronounce it. Sure. But they're also adding soccer, badminton, and volleyball. This is going to be local and online play. You can play with friends or through matchmaking, which is kind of nice. Um and they are planning a free update coming in the summer to add some better functionality to the soccer game. And they're also going to add golf, your nice. favorite. Yeah. Um, they do have an online play test planned. So you do need an active online membership. And there's only going to be three sports available. So bowling, a chambra, and tennis. And it's going to be happening from February 18th to the 20th. So right around the corner if you're interested in checking that out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is cool for anybody that likes, you know, Wii Sports. So, uh, yeah, I don't have mm-hmm. an interest in picking this up. I think that there's plenty of other games that I want to play and I was never a big motion fan, you know. So um, I think that there's a lot of parents and grandparents that are going to be excited for this. <laughs> well, it's funny because of all of the like of all the major announcements that they made, I was kind of interested in this only because I have really good memories with my friend Kate in high school playing a bunch of Wii Sports stuff. Mm-hmm. And to me personally, the the 
sports games are the only ones that do good with motion control. Everything else, like when you're trying to use a sword or whatever, it just it does not translate well. But with the sports, it's just kind of like fun and free and, you know, it's just a good time. So this I was interested in a little bit. So I want to yeah. I want to check out the online play test. Um, and I think I'll be visiting my sister at that time. So maybe we could play together. We'll see. Cool. Yeah. The next one is Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythm Festival. This is coming out this year. It is the latest game in the series, um, and it has a paid in-game subscription, so you can get 500 songs at launch. The next up is a game I'm pretty sure, I feel like we've talked about this a billion times already. It's a Triangle Strategy Prologue demo. It's a playable demo uh, for Chapter 3. It's available now in the eShop, and all save data will transfer to the full game when you purchase it. It's interesting that it's Chapter 3, though. I don't know how the naming convention goes. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's probably about the first game. chapter. Yeah, it's probably chapter one, but they're just gonna. Yeah. It's like with Chap- Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, prologue, chapter three, yeah. whatever, and yeah, exactly. Uh, the next game, Cuphead: The Delicious Last Course, is coming June thirtieth. It's paid DLC, and there's new bosses and a new character, Miss Chalice, that you can play. Uh, next up is Metroid Dread. It's a free update and it's available now. It comes out with a couple of new modes. So there's Dread Mode, where with just one hit and it's game over. So if you like torturing yourself, good for you. And then I have no <laughs> idea who needs Dread Mode. Like the, the, I people will are be, crazy. So. I know people will will be able to do this and they'll have it and they'll they'll have like a speed run in Dread Mode. But holy smokes, I cannot imagine like playing I said, this some entire just... game. <laughs> And not get hit once. I can't imagine the bosses. Like that's that's amazing when it happens. When it happens, it'll be freaking amazing. But I cannot. My brain breaks at the idea of playing this whole game and not taking a single hit. I secretly hope that Nintendo is keeping an eye on the game and seeing who actually does it. And the first person that gets it should be like a Nintendo ambassador, like a Metro, a Dread ambassador or something. They have to get something because <laughs> it'd be incredible. But like I said, it's for people who like torturing themselves, I'm pretty sure. It's like um, um, Ender's Game. Whoever does yeah, do basically, this. They win Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, they win Nintendo. <laughs> they just get Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other mode that they release is Rookie Mode. And that's basically your recovery just increases. It goes a lot faster. That's what I need. I, like. I need. Yeah. I need rookie mode. <laughs> um, I already played it on their normal mode. I need to go back to rookie mode so I can just enjoy it. That's what you need to go back to get 100%. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, they did say there is going to be a second update in April where they have boss rush mode. And you can just basically battle bosses over and over and over again, one after another. Nice. So, it's cool that it's still yeah. getting it, that they're doing any sort of additional updates yeah. to it. I mean, granted, I these aren't anything, but yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, I would love to see like an ex, uh, another level or maybe a continue. like, I don't know, you know, the way the game ends, maybe you get the first story of the next part or so. I don't know. It would be nice to see something that's more substantial. I know that will never happen because I'm not going to go back and play dread mode or rookie mode or ball. I'm, I just probably won't do that. But um, if nothing else, I think that's a good sign because they're, they're still supporting it. Yeah, they see that people are liking the game and they're giving them more, which is yeah. good. Yeah, it's good for Metroid. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, next, they showed Earthbound Earthbound Beginnings. This is available now. It's added to the Super NES Switch Online and the NES Switch Online. So, I mean, this one's a huge one. People have been wanting Earthbound forever. I'm excited, if nothing else, that I don't have to hear anymore about 
Earthbound needing to be on the Switch. Mm-hmm. I have not played Earthbound or Earthbound Beginnings. These games were called Mother uh, in, I think, the Japanese release. And yeah. I I don't know anything about them. So I know that, you know, I know Ness from Smash, obviously, but I have not ever played Earthbound. And apparently they're the game to play. So I may actually fire these up, give them a try, see how well they hold up, because I just... All I hear is people talking about Earthbound. I'm going to give it a shot and just see what all the fuss has been about. And uh, I'm happy for all of you people out there that have been wanting this. So next, what they did is they did a little bit of a montage. So and it's actually one of the smaller montages they've ever done. So it's kind of funny that they even did it like this. But uh, they showed Getsu Fumiden Undying Moon, which is available now. Demon Slayer Minetsu no Yaba. Uh, the Hinokami Chronicles <laughs> is coming June 10th. Lego Brawls is coming in June. And then Two Point Camp is a game I've been excited for for a while. is finally coming May 17th. Yeah, I need to still play Two Point Hospital, but I am excited yeah. for uh, Two Point Campus. I just like the the game. I like the mechanics. I like the ideas yeah. of it. I, it's all really cool. And uh, these are the games that you can kind of get sucked in and play for quite a while. Definitely. I, that definitely happens to me. Happened to me. <laughs> and then for the last two games, they wrapped up with some pretty interesting choices. Um, so we got a little bit of a Mario Kart teaser. I, I, I thought it was really funny because everybody was like, Mario Kart 9, they're going to announce Mario Kart 9. They're going to do it. It's going to happen. And then they're like, we're going to give you Mario Kart 8 Booster Course Pass. Yeah. <laughs> and this is coming out on my birthday. Yay. <laughs> March Yeah, 18th. there you go. Yeah. So this is DLC for a very old game at this point, um, but they're going to be adding 48 remastered previous Mario Kart courses. This is going to happen through six waves, releasing eight courses in each wave by the end of 2023. So they're pretty spread out. We won't be getting a whole bunch. Yeah. So it's like basically two years worth of new. So we're not going to be getting, I don't think, a new Mario Kart game until after 2023. If they're stretching yeah. it out like this. So I'm fine yeah, with that. I don't really I don't, care. But <laughs> I, think I mean, I don't know. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe with all these courses, it's kind of becoming the ultimate uh, version, you know, like Smash Ultimate, where you're just going to have everything. So yeah. I don't know what Mario Kart 9 is going to bring What's to gonna be next? Yeah. the table. I do think that the, the conversations and the rumors going around that it needs to be a Nintendo Kart for the next one makes a lot of sense uh, because if you, you think mean? about instead of a Mario Kart, a Nintendo Kart, meaning all characters, oh, like a yeah. Smash type game. So you're mm-hmm. pulling from mm-hmm. anything that Nintendo can pull from, which to me, that makes a lot of sense and actually is more appealing because that means yeah. it opens up the levels to all kinds of Metroid? levels. Imagine a Metroid type level. Yeah. And a, awesome. You know, I think Mario Kart does have a few characters from other Nintendo franchises, but they didn't lean very heavy into that. They mm-hmm. kind of just like occasionally pulled one or two out. Oh, we'll but give I you think, Zelda. Why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I yeah. think if you really leaned into a Nintendo Kart, that could be a lot of fun. That could be really interesting. You could be mm-hmm. incorporating a lot more weapons. You could be incorporating some really more interesting levels to me and some tracks. I would really love to see what's the Zelda one look like. What's the the Metroid one look like? Some of these other games look like. What's a you know yeah. going back to Chibi Robo? Maybe there's a Chibi Robo <laughs> acknowledgement in, in there. Maybe your cart is Chibi Robo. <laughs> Maybe I mean it would be cool because the Chibi Robo you'd be going through like a tiny world, so you'd be going under table. 
tables and under, you know, under, uh, I don't know, TVs and stuff like that. Yeah. So you could be yeah. whipping around. I don't know. There's a lot of there's fun a lot of potential. things they could pull from. Mm-hmm. And I could see if, if you're going to go with the, the next game, it needs to be a step up. And yeah. maybe Nintendo Kart is the ultimate version where it's just Nintendo Kart. There is no one, two, three, whatever. And it just has everything. It has all kinds of levels. It has all kinds of characters. And that becomes sort of a service game where now you're getting new downloadable characters and you're getting Mm -hmm. new downloadable tracks and new downloadable cosmetics or whatever they can include in that. And that becomes the end all be all that just kind of carries on. Because at what point do you not have more to make when it comes to a Mario Kart battle racer you know double dash was a blast i thought double dash incorporated a lot of new interesting mechanics where mario kart 8 i mean these are new tracks but it's still the same core game nothing new is happening there they didn't announce any new racers they didn't announce anything like that so yeah i would love to see i think this is cool this does make sense like mario kart 8 is there is no mario kart 9 the next thing has to be something more substantial for this because you're, I mean, you're talking 2024 now. Mario mm-hmm. Kart 8 is is being supported until 2024. That's that's crazy to me. So I think that the next one that they have in the works is a much bigger game than what we are uh, used to with Mario Kart. I could see them doing like Nintendo Kart, and then that's also going to be the time that they release the next version of the Switch. Yeah, that would make sense. You could drop it with a a new Mario game. Mm -hmm. You could drop it with this Nintendo Kart type game. You know, and that would be Mm -hmm. a huge, huge, huge way to kick off a new system. Totally. Uh, And that would make sense in that 2024, a couple years out type timeline or 2023 could, holiday well actually yeah, no because this goes to the end of 2023 yeah, so yeah. i think something will be announced yeah. maybe mm-hmm. you know once we're getting towards the end of this they'll be like here's the last wave of tracks and then they'll say oh one more thing and it'll be mario kart 9 or nintendo kart 1 or whatever yeah coming you know holiday mm-hmm. 2024 or so- yeah, something, something like that i could see nintendo doing that but in the end i think that the mario kart fans are probably okay with this because you're still getting more mario kart you're just not getting anything different but for those that are like me who haven't really been playing mario kart and kind of got off of that for a while i feel like this isn't gonna bring me back to mario kart there's nothing here a nintendo kart absolutely would but a mario kart not not so much yeah i do like that it is tracks or courses from past games it's not just new courses for the sake of being new courses yeah sure like i i really hope they do i think they already do have kind of a version of moo farm in the new game in mario kart 8 deluxe but any of the n64 so like coke choco mountain is going to be one of the ones they're bringing in this first wave from the nintendo 64 and i have like i can vividly remember constantly falling off the cliffs in that (laughs) playing that game but um so as far as what we're getting in wave one on march 18th it's going to include at least the week the coconut mall from the wii version choco mountain like i said from nintendo 64 and then tokyo blur from mario kart tour so we're also getting some mobile tracks on there as well Uh, you can pre-order this today the dlc is free with a switch online expansion pack or you can just buy it separately for 25 dollars so if you have nice. the online expansion pack, you already get them, which yeah, which I think is cool. It's adding I mean, value. You know? It's adding value. It's yeah. getting there. I mean, they're they're working on it. You know, mm-hmm. I still don't love the fact that when you don't have that, you lose 
stuff. But I think it's cool that they are adding value. It makes a lot of sense. People are already paying for that anyway. Mm-hmm. So you get to have more free stuff. I think that's really smart. It's 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 finally starting to get at a point where people are like getting value by paying for it. Yep. And then the last game that they showed is Xenoblade Chronicles 3. And this is coming in September. And I haven't really been super into Xenoblade or followed it or knew much about it. But I thought that the trailer was pretty interesting. So I might actually check it out. Yeah, I'm the yeah. same way. Another another RPG game for us to check out. That was, mm-hmm. again, the theme of this Direct. I have not played any of these Xenoblade games. So this being the end thing was, again, one more just sort of oh, moment. And I, that's unfortunate because I know Xenoblade has a lot of fans. I may mm-hmm. go back. I know they came out, I think, with the Xenoblade Chronicles Remastered on the Switch. I might start there. I would love any of our listeners to let me know what they think of Xenoblade. Is it worth jumping in? I mean, it seems like a huge, drawn-out, epic RPG, which I'm not against. I mean, I like these longer games, but, mm-hmm. man, it, you know, if there's three of them, we're talking hundreds of hours here, it seems <laughs> like. So I just want to know if it's something, if it's a story that's engaging and worth playing uh or if you are on the fence about it and not really a big xenoblade fan was this the ending you would have liked to see for xeno for uh the direct i wonder too if you have to play one and two in order to play three to know what's going on that's kind of the impression i get but i I guess we'll have to find out i would think so i mean i think i would want to play one and two to go on to three I, i i don't know but again if you are a listener and you definitely do not need to do that let us know and that does it for the direct. So overall, I think what we said in the beginning, our overall impressions still are kind of the same. Like we still feel the same. Yeah, yeah. I was. It's not that it's a bad thing. I know a lot of people, again, are super excited, but none of these really relate to me. I have no nostalgia for any of these games. I don't really have any attachment for any yeah. of these games. So it's it was a lackluster direct for me after, what, six months of waiting or however long I had been. I just was kind of like, bummer. And it's not that I needed uh, Zelda. You know, a lot of people were like, oh, if I don't hear Breath of the Wild, this game is, this direct is crap. I knew I wasn't going to see. We were expecting not to see that for a while. So, yeah. I guess that's why I like the indies a lot more because there's a lot Mm -hmm. that's there that I just don't even, it's a, it's a game that just, it's just so different and unique. Whereas when I see Nintendo games, a lot of the times like Splatoon 3, okay, mm-hmm. it's more Splatoon. So show me something I'm not expecting and it doesn't feel so familiar. Show me what if you took, what's the mobile game they have, uh, a Dragalia Lost, and mm-hmm. said, you know what, this was doing really well. We're making it a, a, a Switch game. That would have blew my mind. Or yeah. we've got, even if it's not a Nintendo IP, they, been, they mentioned Genshin Impact to years ago coming mm-hmm. to the switch where is that why isn't that being talked about you know i just want to see nintendo do something that's out of left field that kind of i don't it's so hard to put into words for me but it just felt like it's everything they do is very cutesy and bright and optimistic because it's their culture that's what they do with everything so it's almost like metroid and zelda are all right like those are out of left those are kind of their serious gritty ips so yeah. why add more yeah, I don't know. 
It's just, it's a, yeah. I, I want to see something and it doesn't necessarily need to be like, oh, I need more Zelda. Otherwise it's junk. I, it's you not want the case. basically Nintendo to make Dark Souls. Man, I just want to see <laughs> no. something that's out of left field that yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't see that coming. That's cool. You know, yeah. I, I, I can, a Mario Strikers game while I didn't expect it or know anything of it. It's kind of like, okay, I can see them making a Mario Strikers game. Yeah. I can see more of you know, but also, like, I, I it, know. it reminds me of like Kirby the first time that they showed it off. It showed this really cool atmosphere, is like this yeah. abandoned, overgrown mall, and we're like, ooh. Yeah, what it's is like, oh, this? this is looking cool. It's kind of like <laughs> a, The Last Kirby. of Us, but a Nintendo version. And then yeah. it's freaking Kirby. And it's come like, on. come on, Nintendo. Like, you couldn't just make some like crazy, you know, mind-bending sort of, what happened here? Like, Last of Us, but Nintendo version. It can still be that way Kirby looked with the mall and the overgrown stuff and colorful and bright and Give interesting. Give us a nice, deep, emotional story. Something, like, something different. Yeah. And then you see this stupid pink Kirby float in. It's <sighs> like, oh, man, what a life down but and he eats cars carby but i mean I, I, it's just a soapbox rant i know yeah. there's a million people that play nintendo obviously because it's nintendo i get that and i think just for me lately i've been itching for something different and i guess that's why a lot of people have multiple platforms right mm -hmm. like because yeah. that i can jump on xbox and play something else or i can jump on the computer and play something else and get what i get from nintendo Not it's so just true. it's showing me i'm playing nintendo less for nintendo i play my nintendo for stardew valley or these other games that i, I just play my switch i don't play for nintendo so yeah, exactly. it's more like I play for the hardware yeah exactly that's and i don't think either of us will say if somebody asks us we wouldn't say we're nintendo fans and i think a lot of the people that listen to this podcast know how we feel that how we feel about it we you know we like, fan. we like nintendo but we don't love nintendo yeah, I'm absolutely a Nintendo fan. I mean, the hardware oh, okay. is on I'm, I'm 100%. It's just that I'm not a fan boy in the sense of everything Nintendo does, I, I mean. instantly jump on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah. yeah, that's like I love and have always loved certain aspects of Nintendo. It's just there's there's a time in, when I'm just kind of like, all right, I need something that's not, you know, Mario oh, happy yeah like <laughs> it's just it's it doesn't it's not my go-to not your cup of tea yeah I think some of this stuff going back to you know like the Xenoblades and things like that I haven't played so maybe if I do start playing them they will be like a fire emblem to me where I could start being super excited you know again I'm, I'm enjoying fire emblem so mm -hmm. when I see warriors I'm kind of like eh, I don't want that but overall, you know, out of a one to five, this was sort of a two and a half to maybe, maybe three for me. It wasn't very high. It was sort of a middle of the road kind of like, yeah, some interesting stuff here, but nothing that was a must for me this this direct. For me, it was a two. Yeah, I, I can see that. Sure. Yeah, just because I think you're a little more open to a lot of these titles than I am. For me, it's like, I'm just not interested. I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Well, that does it for the direct. Let's move on to the top 10 bestsellers of the week. In first place, we have Pokemon Legends Arceus. In second place, we have Mario Party Superstars. Third, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Fourth, Minecraft. Fifth, The Mean Greens, Plastic Warfare. And sixth is Among Us. Seventh, Unpacking. Eighth, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Ninth, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. And tenth is Boomerang Foo Grilling Spree. And then for a couple of new games that made it into the top 30, in 16th, we have Retro Bowl. And in 17th, we have the crazy kingdom hearts integrum masterpiece collection thing so <laughs> <laughs> that's it all right 
Well, that gets us to new releases we're into this week. And we have a couple checks. I think the first one we both checked is coming out February 17th as Voice of Cards, The Forsaken Maiden. I mentioned this one, I think, what, last week, two weeks ago? I'm not really sure. Last week we talked about it, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's not a sequel, not a direct sequel to Voice of Cards, The Isle Dragon Roars, game. but it's a standalone game done in that style. I guess maybe that world. It's hard to tell exactly, but it's definitely a very similar style where it's this card based. They make up the deck. They make up the board game. They make up everything. Beautiful, beautiful games. Love this. Love the idea that this is coming out. I gave it a check because I will absolutely buy it. I do plan on playing and beating the other one that I have first before I even consider this. Mm -hmm. And I'm really curious to wait and see because is it going to all come out as a bundled package, you know, or like, will we be getting voice of cards, the something, something in two, three months? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of, it's it's on the wish list 100% because the games are so good, but I'm, I, I may just wait and see about getting a package bundle and see you know, if does that save me money or not? I'm not really sure. And we don't know if that's absolutely happening. That's just no, where no, we're thinking. No. It's yeah. just a thought. Yeah, yeah it's just something yeah. that's like maybe this is going to happen. Yeah, that one is definitely going on my wish list. Same, the other ones on my wish list too. Someday I'll get around to playing them. Maybe after yeah. I play Stardew three more times and Bioshock. Who knows? Yeah, really. <laughs> the same two games you play. Listen, <laughs> they're really good games. I can't stop. <laughs> um, the next game we both have checked is the Assassin's Creed, the Ezio Collection. We already talked about that. And again, that's mm-hmm. $40 and coming out on the same day, so February 17th. Yeah. And then I have a couple more checks. February 18th is Gem Wizard Tactics. I'm always a sucker for these sort of tactics-based games. This is mm-hmm. not unlike a war groove or uh, advanced wars. You basically lead a fantasy army in turn-based warfare, and it's randomly generated maps, and you're just kind of using spells and weapons and you know, picking tiles and doing the stuff you do in those strategy-based games. It just looks really interesting. It looks pretty decent. I think it's got a positive review on Steam, so it's not overwhelming. It's not blowing, you know, the the people away out there. But I do like the style of it. I like the... Mm-hmm the the feel of this and it's something i want to keep an eye on i could see this dropping you know getting a half off sale one day or something like that and i would probably i would probably pick this one up and then the last thing that i checked is a very weird one for me well maybe not maybe not for me i don't know is rover mechanic <laughs> simulator it's a simulated game where you're basically bu- building like mars robots and i was interested in it when i first saw the pictures because i like all the little schematics and you have these little electronic things and you're hooking things together and seeing how they work and you know i i, I like simulator games and then when i looked it up on steam it has very positive reviews so i I was just very interested in that. I love this kind of crap. I love the idea. I'm not an engineer. I'll never be an engineer, but I can play one on TV now. So <laughs> I can pretend I'm an engineer and I can plug things together and make Mechanic. a little Mars rover and do my thing. So mm-hmm. I, I thought this one looked really interesting for 12 bucks. I'm sure if I keep it on the wish list, it'll be at a, like a $2 sale one day in the future. And I'll grab this and yeah. build a, a robot for 20 minutes and then never play it again. But <laughs> Rover Mechanic Simulator comes out the 18th. I gave it a check. So that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show, what we're playing. Christina, what are you playing? I think we all know the answer to that question. (laughs) Stardew Valley. But I will say I built Pam a house. I have like maybe three or four more people that I need to get all my hearts with. And then I'm going to probably be good for a while. 
Nice. That's cool. And then, I'll, good and then pro- I'm going to replay all of Bioshock again, probably. <laughs> oh my God. You better not. You have so many games uh, to play. Know, you do not need to play Bioshock again. <laughs> just stop with the Bioshock. Go play a new game. Uh, as far as for me, I've been playing a lot of Control on Xbox. Loving it. Such a cool game. I Man, this one. I know it was critically acclaimed and people really enjoyed it when it first came out. But if, if you're sleeping on Control and you... Uh, either play it on the Switch or wherever. I mean, it's on everything, it seems like now. You should definitely try it. Just for the aesthetics alone. It is a very heady, sort of mind-bendy story. So it's easy to kind of get turned off, I think, by that at first. But as you really read all of the stuff that's in the game and kind of look, you could even look things up if you want. I I don't care. But the story itself is, if you liked shows like Lost, or Stranger um, Things. Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. If you're into that, X Files. If you're into all of that kind of stuff, you will absolutely love Control. And the game is gorgeous. There's a lot of times I just stop and look around because you're you're constantly wanting to keep playing. But if you don't stop and appreciate this game, uh, I mean, these are. It's just the setting is just phenomenal. The yeah. light. It's so crazy in the sense, the feeling you get when you're standing in these office buildings and the lights coming through the blinds and putting shadows on the walls. And man, it's breathtaking. You really got to appreciate it. And fun fact for me, uh, when you're walking through, you see all of this weird trees everywhere. They're like these little fat trees with little flowers on them. Those are desert roses. And that's what I'm growing in a pot that's in my living room. And that's uh, what I killed. And that's what you killed. So it's nice to see what they should look like uh, (laughs) if they weren't dead. I don't get enough sun. Yeah. But very cool. That just was an added bonus for me. I'm like, I didn't realize I didn't realize that they were desert because I've been watching as Michael's been playing. I've been watching some YouTube videos of it just because I I've watched it before and I really like the story and it's fun to follow. But yeah, it's such a pretty game. Yeah. Uh, in addition to that, I am playing Stardew Valley, obviously. And I started playing more Journey to the Savage Planet. That's what I I'm, need to play. Yeah, that's the yeah. one you should play. It's yeah. like Bioshock for the 10th time. Um, Journey <laughs> to the Savage Planet is very, very cool. I will say I find it harder on the handheld than I do docked because mm-hmm. the Switch or uh, Pro Controller, you it just seems like you can turn and do things more Snappier. easily. It, it's not even that it's snappy. It's almost less snappy it's like when i if i put the thumbstick to the left it turns more gradual where when i'm playing on my switch handheld mode it's so hard to be precise it just like jumps jumps up down like there's it's almost like you have to have double settings for handheld and docked because it's just so twitchy that it's very difficult to be precise and in certain aspects Hmm. of the game you need to be because something's chasing you or you're trying to do something and it's like I only have a second to make this work and this thing is just screwing me up. (laughs) So I would say docked with a pro controller for me is the way to go. If you do play exclusively handheld, set your settings for that uh, and it'll probably have to be dampened way down. Or you could still use your pro controller. Like that's how I played Bioshock. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I would like set it up and I'd lay in my bed and have the screen like an inch yeah. away from my face yeah. but just just to, to, <laughs> yeah. to be aware the settings at least for the joy cons without by default are very twitchy and i find it hard to play that Reactive. way so journey to the savage planet really really cute seems short ish game I'm, i think i'm roughly halfway there but oh, okay. uh overall i'm enjoying it it's it's been a lot of fun 
Now, we've mentioned this many times over the last couple of weeks, but we finally have Becca joining us yet again to discuss Pokemon Legends Arceus with us. I think it's very, very exciting because both Christina and I have been on the fence about this and kind of almost over the fence about this. So we're really excited at Becca back to talk to us about this game and see if she pushes us one way or the other on the topic. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, our, basically our Pokemon expert, all things Pokemon, because Christina and I never seem to buy any of the newer <laughs> Pokemon games. But this time it's for Pokemon Legends Arceus. And I'm I'm at least excited to hear your thoughts on it because, like I said, we've been on the fence about this game and maybe you could push us one way or the other. So we'll see. Thanks for yeah. uh, joining again. Thank you, friends. I'm excited. <laughs> I guess we'll set up what our thoughts have been. Maybe you were just instantly on board. I don't know if you were like pre-ordered it, if you were just always very excited because I know you got Pokemon Snap or if mm-hmm. you are ever apprehensive going into any of these Pokemon games. But for me, I guess the core games were always my go-to and little by little, they've started to feel more stale over time and uh, some of the concerns were constantly being taught how to play Pokemon after 20 some years of playing Pokemon. You're still, you know, they, there is no way of getting around that. And with short sword and shield, when I wrapped it all up and everything was said and done, I felt very sort of middle of the road meh about the story. Like it just kind of felt too simple. It didn't feel, you know, like there was any real tasks in there i liked the world and i liked sort of the look of it and the graphics didn't really bug me like it did a lot of people but just the gameplay itself was just feeling like i'm spending all this money and putting these times into this game and i'm just not super loving it i'd rather put those 60 to whatever 100 hours into some other game you know Mm -hmm. and uh it kind of turned me off of getting this one where i just didn't need to spend $60 on another game that felt exactly like all the others. And I don't know, Christina, what were your thoughts? What kept you from buying it? Well, the biggest thing for me is, was, I mean, I was interested in it and a lot of the stuff that they kind of promised early on, I was like, yeah, it sounds like it would be a good step in the right direction for these kinds of games. But, and I think, you know, listeners of the podcast remember me being like, yeah. And then they said it was going to be open world. And then they're like, well, we never actually said that. It's not really open yeah, world. They kind and of then, yeah. So as soon as that happened, I was yep. like, it's gonna be crap. Forget it. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Yeah. But um that and then I mean, I'm kind of Pokemon out after Sword and Shield. It was just a lot all at once, I think. Mm-hmm. And then when they were like, now we have this new Arceus game, and it's like, oh, okay, I it sounds what, interesting, but I was Was that your first Pokemon game, Sword and Shield? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I oh, mean, I really? played like Pokemon. I played Pokemon like red and blue on like my little Game Boy Color, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. got it. Mm-hmm. So it had yeah. been a long time in between. Yeah, <laughs> very. Gotcha. But I played the po- I played the card games, like collected the cards, so I knew of Pokemon. I just didn't really do much of, like the battling or anything like that, really. Okay. Yeah. So how about you, Becca? When you were in it, were you the second you saw it, you were just like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Give me this." No, I mean similar story, and it's funny, you guys like. So I'm like your expert, but I don't really know anything. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I know Michael and I talked before about like, well, like we know the names of all the original ones, but beyond that, yeah, it's the like, there's like a handful like Bidoof I know, 
And like maybe <laughs> because of the name, I mean, yeah, how could you not? Do you got it all that exactly? One. But even after playing like Snap, I'm like, oh, I recognize that bird thing, but I couldn't tell you what it's called or anything. But yeah, um, yeah. sure, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, similar story where like I was kind of like bummed when it it seemed like it was going to be more of an open world game, and then they they pulled back. Um, Those and jerks. still that is that is a bummer. But I think it was just kind of the release of it lined up with I had had a busy couple weeks and I'm like oh awesome yeah. this is coming out Friday or whatever it was I'm gonna buy it I'm gonna and it was snowing so I was like oh the vibe is there for me to just like yeah. pick up a new Perfect. game right sit on my couch for like four hours and get into it so that's what I ended up doing and I have to say I've had like quite a journey so far so I'm only like 15 hours into this thing so it's not like I, I know it's been out for a few weeks so some people have mm-hmm. absolutely completed the whole thing I'm sure and then some but for me I'm like 15 hours in but I've had quite a journey from hour one to like where I am now okay where the Mm -hmm. first couple hours right and Michael you mentioned like we have all talked about too this idea with the Pokemon games of it takes forever to get started like (laughs) just to get to the game (laughs) like yeah so slow um and that mm-hmm. was my first couple hours with it where I was like, well, I was expecting this whole like so much dialogue, like so much like now throw a Pokeball now, whatever. Yeah. But I was expecting it to get better. And for me, it didn't start getting better until like 10 hours into this thing. Oh, so wow. I'm like getting into it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is like super disappointing. So mm. if I had talked to you guys like a week ago, I would have been like, this is horrible. Don't even bother. But I kept going with it. <laughs> Which is funny because we we talked about doing that and and you're like, I think I need more time with this first. And we're like, okay, no problem. Because it would have just been like, no, burn all copies. This is terrible. I have to write in to the manager and get my money back. Um, But I kind of like I put it down and then picked it up again. And a lot of the stuff I was frustrated with, I just had to get used to. So because this is like a departure from Mm -hmm. the previous games in a lot of good ways, I also had to kind of like get used to that flow a little bit. So some of the stuff where I was like, these controls are terrible, which I still kind of agree with, but some of it I just had to figure out. Yeah. Like, (laughs) like I know there's one with the Pokeball, like everybody keeps accidentally throwing Pokeballs all over all the time. Yep. Yep. It's the same action to throw a Pokeball or throw a Pokemon and you just toggle between them. So naturally you'll, you'll be in one mode and forget and accidentally throw your nine tails off a cliff or something. Um, (laughs) It's like like Zelda all over again. (laughs) Yeah, It's like Zelda. I didn't want to throw my sword. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't need that sword anymore. (laughs) Yep. So there was a bunch of stuff like that for me where I'm getting better with Mm. it, but I was like, accidentally running away from battles when I didn't mean to. I was like close <laughs> to catching something and like accidentally ran away and I was like, oh my gosh. Like oh, ready to no. just like throw my controller across the room. Um, <laughs> so I will say like you might expect that up front and especially okay. because it is it, it feels like Breath of the Wild a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's very unfair to even bring up because Breath of the Wild is amazing. But like crouching, for example, like I kept trying to use the button I would use in Breath of the Wild to crouch, mm-hmm. wrong button. Like so it's yeah. like a lot of that stuff to unlearn and get used to. Um and like some stuff I was like man when I'm fighting a wild Pokemon I can't see it's like HP bar. Like I can't see its health. Like this is stupid. Who designed this? And then I'm like, oh I can physically move. Like as the character I can move. Oh that's mm-hmm. new. And when okay. I move like that thing comes that's into view. Major. Yeah. So that stuff 
I would say that's uh, that's a strength of the game. It's like, oh, this is fun. You can throw your Pokemon out and then you can like run, like jump up on a rock and like watch from above. And, that's like, what they meant them. by open so that's world. Cool, but I had, to, <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> I had to get used to that. I was just like, why? Sometimes I can see like the enemy's stats and sometimes I can't. What's up with that? Mm. And I'm like, oh, it's that's user error. <laughs> gotcha. And they don't even really explain it. You just you just kind of start feeling it out and figure that stuff out. Yeah. Or I just missed it because I was kind of like upfront, kind of bored. So I'm just like, you know, button mashing through yeah. dialogue and everything else. Well, that's another problem with the with the game where it's like, all right, after all this time and and, and to, I mean, it's not. They're not broke, right? I mean, they make a lot of money with this stuff. At what point are you going to get voice acting and just have everything so we don't have to read all this dialogue? I mean, you should have that now. I mean, they could be easily putting that into these games where you could just at least hear the characters speaking and you not have to zone in and try to read every aspect of it. So I can see where people are missing this stuff pretty easily. Yep, probably. I'm sure. I'm sure there's things I yeah. miss. Like even story-wise, like I don't totally get what's going on. I, I mean, I don't <laughs> find their stories to be particularly strong anyway. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> I like to just kind of like jump in and whatever and play. But so I don't. Sure. I don't really know what's going on with the story particularly well. The story I is do like, you have to be the very best, and and that's pretty much every Pokemon yeah. game. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was about to say, it's a little bit. It is interesting in this one though because it's a prequel. And it takes place like so early on in this timeline, I guess. Like it's really not that. So there's not the focus on training and battling. Like it really is about the wild Pokemon. So hmm. that I will I will say I like is a strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a different take, right? So it is a new direction. It's not like as new as maybe we wanted it to be, but mm-hmm. because it's like you're on this terrain that's like unsettled basically like it's not like Mm -hmm. going from town to town anymore it's like there's like one town that you keep coming back to but this is the part where it's open but not really open where like you set out and go to like a hub point like you leave Mm -hmm. the gate of the town and it's not like you can just keep running and like go across the map you have to like pick where you want to go okay okay so it's that very like just older game style where you're like it's like level by level almost but it's like map by map mm. okay you know? all you right know? so it's that de- you're definitely not running around in an open uh, you know i was thinking yeah. when they started saying hub world type stuff it, we played the demo for dragon uh monster hunter right or monster mm-hmm. hunter excuse me monster hunter and i was starting to think it would be very similar to that where you have these hub towns and then you kind of go off and do whatever mission it is and it maybe it seems even more restricted than that because in those you would go into this area and that area was open world ish. You know, you could go yeah. here, you could run, do what you had to do, but you weren't jumping from that area to the next area to the next area. You had to go back to the hub. Exactly. Okay, so that's kind of they're doing something mm-hmm. very similar. It seems like it's exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So each area. So and this is something again where like early on I was like pretty disappointed, and I I, I remember texting both of you and saying like, well, there's like guardrails on where you can go. Yeah. It feels like kind of open. Mm-hmm. So that improves like as you get. As as you move into the game more, like each each of those hub worlds like feels bigger. Okay. Okay. You know, sure. like it takes significant time yeah. to get from one end to the other. Um, it does seem like there's a lot to explore. I wouldn't say there's a lot to like find. Like mm. <laughs> so a little disappointing in that, like you expect more. And again, maybe this is going back to Breath of the Wild where you're always finding like interesting yeah. stuff. Um 
like it's a lot of the same right so it's a lot it's there's a lot of pokemon but it's a lot of the same ones and there's not a whole lot to like discover necessarily but that was one complaint that i kept seeing as well where it felt like you got into these worlds and they were just not fleshed out and they they right. made a com- they like made the same finished. comparison. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what they said. And and for, and I don't know if this is true, but they said that it was getting worse as the game got deeper into the game, like oh. almost as if they were running out of time. You just kind of you know they'd go into caves oh and felt like this cave is going to have some really cool stuff, and there was nothing but Zubats, or there was just nothing in it. And it was no. like, why do you have a cave? There's then? not a lot of payoff. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. That's, that is in right. sword and shield. Like you could kick trees and get different berries and things like that. Is there anything like that in this one? There is. And that's because f- I know there's crafting, right? There is crafting. And so that's kind of fun. Yeah. Is that so you can throw your Pokemon at like rocks or trees and they can like shake it. Um, mm-hmm. I wish mm-hmm. it were a little more detailed. So it's like, it seems like it doesn't matter which Pokemon you throw, it'll do the same thing. Um, oh, okay. Like, it would be interesting if it were like, oh, the rock types are better at yeah. breaking rocks. Yeah. I don't know. Like, just something. Yeah. Like, the rocks explode. Yeah, like, like something. Yeah. And maybe yeah. I'm missing something. Again, you know, I'm not an expert truly here. But, but that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's, that like, would be... it's like a good direction. Yeah, that's how they should do it. Yeah. If it's a grass yeah. type and you throw it at a tree, it's more effective against instead of you threw a, you know, a dark type. Get yeah. more berries. Yeah. That would have been – and yeah. see, that's where I get into the issue overall with all the Pokemon stuff where they I feel like they're not leaning into the strategy aspect enough. Like all Pokemon would have done – be effective. Exactly. I know that they go and they build these games so that anybody can play them. And if you have maybe a child that's not grasping that strategy quite yet, then they can throw whatever Pokemon that is their favorite. And it's still going to do what it needs to do to get you a barrier too. Yeah. But if you are somebody that starts thinking like, okay, I have this grass type. That's the one that I use to cut down trees or I use to shake bushes or whatever you're doing. That's It kind of allows all players to have something that they're excited to do and they can think about and they can kind of grow with the game yeah i i feel like they could have done so much more to just make it more fun and it's just not Mm -hmm. quite there even like like the music is weak like like pokemon Mm -hmm. but like a lot of nintendo franchises in general are very good at like having really strong musical themes like for each area that you go to right like even Mm -hmm. like your marios your zeldas you're like and this just feels like a missed opportunity where it's like I barely mm. notice the music or I, like I hear it pop in and out and I'm not sure why. It's just like stuff like that. Like, why not just make this more immersive and, and just like fun to play? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. that's that's a little bit of a bummer. So I guess from where you're at right now, because obviously we can't really talk story and we wouldn't want to spoilers anyway, yeah. mm-hmm. but based on where you are, what would you say you have for, uh, I guess, your pros, your cons, and maybe like, I, I don't know, out of a five, where are you mm-hmm. ranking it at the moment? Yeah, I think the biggest pro is that so like I said, instead of focusing on like trainer battles and like, you know, around every corner is another trainer type thing, the focus is on the wild Pokemon. So something that it, I also liked about Pokemon Snap is the same in this game where like there are a lot of like research tasks you can do. Like there's a lot to fill out the Pokedex like for each Pokemon. So there actually is incentive instead of just like catching a Pokemon once 
there are incentives to kind of like keep interacting with the same ones and um, which I love. Yeah, like seeing them do different things, like catching it in different ways. So that makes it really fun. And the act of like sneaking up on a Pokemon like through the grass or like throwing a smoke bomb and like (laughs) figuring out how to catch them like is a lot of fun. And Mm. that is a departure from the Mm. same old thing that we're used to. And that's that's something that's funny that almost got me with Pokemon Snap, because when we were talking (laughs) about that one, I love and we've said this a few (laughs) times in the last couple episodes where we really love task based games like like a Stardew is a perfect example because you go in there and there's just so much to do at any given day that it just feels rewarding yeah. to say, okay, I was able to harvest these crops and I managed to check this off and do this, blah, blah, blah. That when I saw that, and I think that's one of the number one things that I like about this new game is the tasks of going out there and say you see, I don't know, a, a Pokemon 10 times because it's just a common Pokemon, but now you have reason to actually catch it over and over and you're mm-hmm. working towards mm-hmm. something. To me, that is like a huge payoff and a a huge draw to this game. So I'm excited that that's also something you're feeling too. Yeah. And there's also side quests. Uh, Well, that's like a strong word for what they are, but like (laughs) people ask you to do, to do different things. Right. So it's it's like a lot more straightforward than most games would be, but it's, it at least is again, more incentive to like do different things and then report back to that person or or whatever it might be. So that's like the biggest pro of the game. It it is fun. Mm -hmm. Like I am finding now that I'm having more fun with it now that I'm deeper into it and it feels more open i guess and that i i just it's not just going from point a to point b at this point at least i can um spend some time in these areas and and do different things and collect things um so i am finding that i'm getting more immersed and into it and like thinking about it more when i'm not playing whereas that wasn't the case up front so i don't know how long that'll last or (laughs) if that'll wear off eventually Sure, (laughs) that's where i am with it right now the biggest weakness is i think are just what we've talked about where it's like, oh, it feels like they could have done so much more. Like it is disappointing mm. overall. Um, so I'm probably at like a three out of five with it right now. Um, okay. I would love right. if both yeah. of you played it because I think we would have a ton to talk about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> things we like, things we don't like, you know, everything like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I am excited to keep playing it and, and kind of see it through. See, and I think it's something where, but even based on just what we talked about now, I still see the pluses in my mind. I I know, I know we've talked about the lack of like the, the graphics are a bit of a letdown, which I can I can be over at some point. I do think Pokemon fan yeah. deserve more at this point. I think that yeah. you know they. They they've got the money, they've got the resources, or at least they should have the resources. I know that they're just killing it in general, and a lot of people say that with Game Freak, they just don't. They need to. They keep saying, "Oh, it's a it's a relatively small team for what they do," but you have the resources to not be a small team expand. anymore. If that's the case, yeah. so expand and put maybe don't come out with one game every year, but give it some time. Let yeah. these games really be fleshed out. Give us a couple of years and come out with a game people are really wanting, you know, and, and this seems like a decent proof of concept. I've seen a couple of people saying like whether or not these legend, this legend series continues and you get other legend games, or if this game kind of steps into the core games and now you have more of this 
uh, not just trying to complete the Pokedex, but you have actual research that you're doing. And Pokemon Go has that too. I mean, you have the research, you have mm-hmm. goals that you're trying to do in those games. So it would be really fun to, for those of us that want more, have it in there. Not everybody needs everything. They're not all going to play it that way. But I think that's the lack of the lack of that is what's hurting the games, at least for me, where it's just, you're telling me one way to play it. And that's not how I want to be playing these games with Zelda. I could wander around and do nothing with games like grand theft auto. You can walk around and do nothing for days on end, no story, but you're just exploring the space and Pokemon doesn't really allow that until maybe this one where they're starting to kind of expand on it. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's a good proof of concept we we were talking before this started that uh about the new assassin's creed bundle that's coming to switch and how the first game was a great proof of concept and that's what got people into assassin's creed but it really started to find its own in the second version of the game um maybe this will be the same way where legends is like a start of something great for the next game and it just doesn't feel mm-hmm. like this one was done <laughs> you know and it does no. seem like that's the case it just doesn't seem done no, I wish they would take their time. Like, like Christina said, like, yeah, we, j- like, we just played Sword and Shield. It feels like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> like absolutely. we have enough to tide us over. Like, there's enough Pokemon content out there. Like, they could have gone slower and done better, I guess. But you know, again, easy yeah. to say from the outside. Like, I mean, Snap <laughs> came out what just the well, I guess last uh, year, year, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's yeah. less than a year. Yeah, so it's like you you're churning these games out, and I I see that fans are hungry for it, but if it's not done, it's not done. Like, give it time to be great instead of just rush out something that's not quite there yet. It's it's really disappointing yeah. to hear that. At least the two things that you point pointed out were. Um, you can use like any Pokemon to shake a tree where it's like in the actual Pokemon world, if you watch the cartoons, if 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 you mm-hmm. watch any of the movies, Pokemon are doing the things that are their strengths in the real world. So why wouldn't you pull that into the game? It just seems like <laughs> such an oversight. And it's little oversights like that, which make me question, okay, so the big things in the game, what are those going to be like? Because it just mm. seems like such an important little thing that should be in there. And it also bums me out, too, that, you know, if for a game to be exploring the idea of being a little more open world, you know, it's it's the first concept of it, but not having things to explore. That just seems yeah. so strange. And I, I don't know it. The way I look at it is Sword and Shield was kind of a proof of concept. And yeah, now this is kind of a proof of concept. And while they're a little different, it still feels like, OK, well, when are we going to get an actual fully fledged out game? <laughs> Yeah, a lot of concepts are being proven lately. Yeah, yeah. These are great concepts, but they need to be built upon. We can repeat ourselves over and over again. But when are we going to actually get something that we all really love and can't nitpick? Because it's tiring. I mean, (laughs) I I guess in in in, to to on that point though, everything could be nitpicked. I mean, you could look at every game and say, "Oh, well, this isn't quite what I want." I think that. For me, and and I guess it's always a personal choice, right, when you're going into this stuff, but I think for me, this Pokemon game is a step closer to the game I want Pokemon to be. Based on what I've seen and and what we're talking about, I love the idea of kind of a merger between Pokemon Snap, where you're seeing Pokemon in their natural habitat, but 
you're also capturing them and using them and working with them and and all of the stuff that we get from the core Pokemon games. I, that's that mergers what I want to be playing. I want to see Pokemon out there just living, but I can also you know battle them and do things with them and and like that's where I want to be. Do you want Pokemon Snap and Arceus put together? Well, yeah, like a Pokemon Core <laughs> yeah, game yeah. and Arceus merged. Yeah. To be, and this seems like it's getting there, right? So if you take your Pokemon Core and you take Snap, mm-hmm. it does kind of see like Legends is that merger to some extent. Maybe not quite there yet, but it's it's getting there. And I guess that's yeah. that's good. I I guess I th- I think I'm on the side of where I want to play this. I I still want to play this. So would you say that you enjoy this more or less than Sword and Shield? More. Okay. Yeah, well, that's good. More. I mean, that's a, a lot selling of it is the IP. So like I am thinking about it in terms of like if I had never played any Pokemon before and didn't know anything about it, like I would not like this game at all. So okay. the IP plays a big role into it. So it's like if you okay. like that yeah. world, you know what I mean? Like, sure. It's kind of how I think about most Star Wars things at this point. It's like, sure. um, you know, I can overlook a lot of the bad here and just pretend it's what I want it to be. Yeah, yeah, sure. You're a fan <laughs> of the IP yeah. and that carries yeah. you through. Yeah. I would say so. Um, I I would love if you guys played it though. Nice like, and try to get like like Nintendo gift cards or something like discounted. So because who knows if it'll our ever birthdays go on sale. are coming up. That's so, true. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. These will be our <laughs> yeah. This will probably just we'll basically probably get this for each other, and then it's just like oh well, we just basically bought it for ourselves. Yeah, 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 ourselves. yeah exactly. <laughs> or we could just buy it for ourselves and say we bought it for yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the that. gift yeah, I bought yeah. for you, and this is the gift you bought for me, and but really we just bought it for yeah, ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Now, do you have other thoughts or things? that we missed or stuff you wanted to share about the game that you think are important or are you kind of just like yep this is where i'm at with it it's better than sword and shield and uh still yeah figuring it out at the moment i think the only other thing we didn't touch on is how you can ride pokemon in this one so like okay. a weird a weird Wait, deer what yeah, so, I didn't know that. And that's in that. That's cool. that you just it was sold in the Christina. trailer. So. You just sold you just Christina. Sold yeah. She hasn't seen a single trailer for this game yet. So, <laughs> so that's what I want to. I want to say about it is like so there are. It's kind of like um like the Divine Beast almost with like Zelda, where like after you get Ooh. through a, a certain point, you can use that thing's powers. But in this case, it's like you can ride that thing just like. Mm-hmm. On a moment's notice, just press a button and you can do that. There's only certain um, ones, though. Yes, it's certain ones. So after each kind of like checkpoint, you get a new one. So the disappointing thing about that is I feel like it would be cooler if it were like the actual Pokemon that you're catching and training that you could ride, right? Yeah. Like instead of just being mm-hmm. something like a power given to you. Yeah. Again, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be great if you could like yeah. ride your Butterfree or, you know, get it up to a certain <laughs> level and then be able to use its powers? Well, you know, that's, that's like what you can do in World of Warcraft is you can actually catch the mounts that you want. Yeah. Well, I mean, even in yeah. the older Pokemon games, you had your TMs and your HMs and you could teach certain you ones. Certain, yeah. And you, you could, could surf. surf. Yeah. Exactly. What? So if you had certain Pokemon that you liked, you could you teach them surf. And that was the one that you used in the water. So it is a bummer that they kind of step back from that a little bit. And now you don't get to do that. But uh, I guess maybe there's some sort of uh, balancing issues. Maybe they wanted to. I don't know why they would do that. But yeah, I agree with you. I think it would be better if I could just use whatever Pokemon I wanted to for those things. 
Yeah, it's just it's a different way. Again, maybe it's just me getting used to like, well, this isn't the game I'm used to, and yeah, the yeah. old way is not necessarily the best way. <laughs> but <Yeah>. overall, <laughs> play it, and then we'll talk. All right, cool. All right, <laughs> that, I mean that works for me. I am happy to hear that it it is not <laughs> a total dumpster fire. It, I think if we talked to you last week or the week before, we would have both been completely off of it. But based on what we've seen outside of this conversation and what we've heard in this conversation, it does seem like it's something we would probably enjoy. I, I'm I'm actually really interested though while we're on the topic of Pokemon, because last we talked Pokemon Snap. Have your opinions on that changed at all since you're able to play it a little more? No, I don't think I've played it. So I know they had re they mm. had released um some more content and I went through oh, I think okay. each of those levels like one time and that was it. I kind mm. of moved on. Okay. Yeah. Um, and you're like, I'm done. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I certainly like had fun with that, but it's yeah, not the replayability is not exactly there, I guess I'd say for yeah. that. Gotcha. But. Okay, that makes sense. Again, but, if yeah, we could I was merge just those, yeah. if we could merge all of our favorite aspects <laughs> of all of our favorite games then we could have something really awesome here (laughs) yeah all right game freak do you hear us hello yeah hopefully i mean i'm sure we're we're like probably a week out from a new pokemon announcement so i'm i'm sure we'll be seeing something (laughs) fairly soon and maybe it'll be the pokemon game we want i don't i don't know i hope i hope so i Mm. hope it'll be it'll be another proof of concept yeah it's a proof of concept (laughs) guys it's a proof of concept that's what I'm <laughs> well, Thank you so much, Becca, for jumping thank in and you. helping us kind of decide on if we're going to be picking this game up. I've jumped the fence. I'm getting this game. I will play this now uh, once I Yay. finish some of the other ones. But I, I think within a month, I'm going to be playing this. And you'll probably have it beat maybe by then. I don't even know, but we'll have plenty to talk about. Yeah. And if you play it, then I have to play it, basically. So we have something to talk about on the podcast. Now, is this so. something where it is like, <laughs> I, I know it's not a core game, so you don't have sword and shield. So does it matter if you, do you have to, do you have to trade Pokemon? I mean, is everything in this game? It probably is, right? Because you don't have the two yeah. versions. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's interesting. One of the so strengths is, they say. Yeah. You don't have to, you don't have to trade anything. You don't have to have the two versions of this game anymore. I wonder if they'll stick with that moving forward or if we'll start, go back to two copies. It'd be interesting to see. I'm okay with know. the one copy personally. Yeah. I don't mind. Yeah. I don't mind yeah. the one copy. I think that's, that's a fine change. I think you could still trade them. You don't need to have a forced decision made on you. I think you just pick whatever you want and to trade it you know maybe maybe going forward there's like those sword and shield pokemon in each game you know whatever the two variations but once you capture one you cannot get the other until somebody trades it with you so that way you are still doing the trading you're still using it and having but you don't need to have two physical versions of a game to make that happen i don't know why they keep forcing that but We'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm I'm totally turned off by the two different games now because I didn't know that in Sword that I wouldn't be able to find Eevees easily. Oh, yeah, yeah. The whole reason I played the game was so I could get an entire team of Eevees and evolve all of them. <laughs> yeah. So having to trade to get Eevees was such a pain. I hit, It made me really angry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you can do it in one Arceus. of the things that turned me. So if, that was, yeah? if that'll sway you to Arceus, I think you can do that. So yeah. I'm in. Yeah, that's all she needs. Can't write free, but if I can have EVs. a team of EVs, that's all I care yeah. about. Just if all I just your need EV a game, pals. it's just EVs. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, all the of my Evie, Evie, well, Evie Lucians. My dog looks like Evie. So. Yeah. Oh my god, there is, by the way, there's like this photo studio in game where you can take your Pokemon and like pose them and <laughs> get your picture taken. <laughs> like Animal <laughs> Crossing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. That's... Nice. Well, there you have it. There's so many well, there's things a, to there's do. There's the Pokemon Snap aspect. Of yeah. It. Yeah. Absolutely. They managed <laughs> yeah. to work it in somehow. Well, somehow. thank you so oh, much god. again, Becca. Uh, you gave us plenty of insight into it, our resident Pokemon expert. And uh, thanks yeah. again for joining us. Thank you. So there you have it. What are your thoughts on everything we discussed? How do you feel about the Direct? Did you love this Direct? Did you, did you hate this Direct? Are you are we crazy for our thoughts on what we're seeing from Nintendo? Or are we just not Nintendo fans? Or is, is Christina right? Do we hate Nintendo? I don't even know. But if you want to let us know what you think, you can write us. You can go to NintendoDispatch.com, hit that contact button, and let us know your thoughts. If you want to watch us play, we are very occasionally streaming at this moment in time but you can go to twitch.tv forward slash nintendo dispatch occasionally we do stream there we will be making an effort to do that more but unfortunately that has not been the case for the last couple of weeks uh if you want to chat with us you can do that you go to twitter at dispatch podcast or go to discord and our info is on the website so thank you so much for listening yet again And this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.